all I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. All, we've been in this series called All I Want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. How many of you love to text? How many of you hate texting? But you still have to do it, right? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so people are like, heck no, I'm not texting. <laughs> I love it because that's the main way I communicate with my children who are both grown now. Like, I, that's how I talk with them is through texting. But I, I hate it because one wrong word in a text can just totally send the wrong message. You know what I'm talking about? Right? And I told the story a couple weeks ago, but I, I got to tell it again because it's, it's hilarious to me. I, I got invited to go over to Buddy's house to watch a basketball game and eat some hot wings. And so I'm like, yeah. And so he texted me like 20 minutes before, and what he was trying to say is, hey, I'll see you soon. A couple guys getting together. Hey, I'll see you soon. And if you don't mind, pick up three dozen hot wings. And I thought, that's strange. Like, he asked, he asked me over. And now, yeah, now I'm supposed to bring the dinner. And, and I, it was like nothing like him at all, actually. Like, I mean, if you know this guy, he's like, that when, when I, so being the guy I am, I went to Long Dogger, got three dozen hot wings. I showed up at his house with hot wings. He goes, what are you doing, dude? And he had his whole spread of hot wings laid out. On his, and I'm like, dude, you told me. He said, no, I texted you and told you I got hot wings. They'll be here in 20 minutes. So I said, like, no, you didn't. He, yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, you, no, you didn't. So I pulled my phone out, and I showed it to him. He's like, oh, he's so embarrassed. He's like, I am so sorry. But my, my, what I hate the most is dot, dot, dot. All I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. And that's where this, that's kind of where this um, message series came from. Is because, you know, some people will text you and they'll ask you a question. Like, would you like to hook up for coffee? Would you like to go to lunch? Dot, dot, dot. And you say, yes. I don't do dot, dot, dot. And it's so funny, last week, the first week, first two weeks I've done this series, people have texted me after church, great message, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it's like, well, where do you want to meet for lunch? Dot, dot, dot. I don't, you ask me, I don't know where we, like, and so, but all the things the world tells us that we, we should want this time of year, not need, but want, and I think that, that the Bible has some really good insight into maybe not what I want, but what I need, and we, we talked about humility, we talked about leaving a legacy, courage, trust, God's favor, we looked at faith, childlike faith, direction, and then we looked at a perfect father, which we all know there is no such thing on this earth, but there is in heaven. And so today, just really quick, I thought we'd look at three gifts, all I want for Christmas, dot, 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 joy, hope, and peace. W would you agree with me that, that maybe just perhaps all of us in this room could use more of those? Yeah? And if you don't, then I'm sorry. This message is not for you, but for the rest of us that are in this room right now, we could all use more joy in our lives. Can't have too much joy. Hope is the oxygen of the human soul, and peace, we, all, we obviously, we all need more peace in our lives. So we're going to look at Luke 2, and we'll start in verse 9, and we're going to have, I think it's 9, i got to get some glasses, it's 8. And so we're going to have a really, really familiar character read this for us, okay? He's, he's a superstar, he's awesome. And it's Linus from Charlie Brown. Are you ready? Here we go. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? 
Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And I would submit to you today that that's what Christmas is all about. It's not about all these things the world tells us about. You know what's so cool to me, Mike, is this, that every year still, even though they show it too early, that is played all around our world, and the Word of God goes out on TV. Isn't that cool? And maybe some kids watch that and have never heard the actual meaning of Christmas actually get it, which is really neat. So we're going to look at those three things today, joy, hope, and peace. Number one, joy. Luke 2. 8 through 11, and there were shepherds living out there in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Joy. Think about that word for a second, joy. And, and what comes to mind when you think about joy? You can think about happiness. You can think about st fun stuff you like to do. Well, the two definitions of the word joy that are in the original text are this. An overwhelming emotion of gladness. And we all have those times, right? Right? Okay. If you don't have those times, this message is for you right now. Yeah, we have those times. You think about when your children were born. You think about... Um, you know, just certain things that you get to do that you love to do, exhilarating, overwhelming, overwhelming emotions. But the other definition of joy is a sustainable emotion in times of trouble. Think about that for a second. See, because if we base our joy on the things of this world, then the things of this world can take away our joy. Does that make sense? So if, if, if our joy is dependent, and yeah, we have those good times, we have those awesome times, and we have those times where we, we're just on top of the world and we're really happy and it's awesome, but we also have those dark valleys that we walk through, and the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, and so if we're going to have strength, we've got to keep our joy. So you've got to understand how the shepherds, and, and this, is, this is what I love about the Christmas story. There's a bunch of stuff I love about the Christmas story, but this is one of the things. Think about all the people that... God could have chose to tell that the Messiah was being born or had been born. Think about it. I mean, he could have told kings. He could have told. Who did he tell? Work with me. 
I, I get to do this four times a day. You got to help me. Shepherds. He told shepherds. Shepherds are nasty. Shepherds don't shave. Shepherds are everyday common people. And I think that's really significant in the fact that God loves you regardless. Don't matter how much money you got in the bank. Doesn't matter what your career is. It doesn't matter. He loves you regardless. He chose the shepherds. Joy, a sustainable emotion, something that will carry you through rough times. Now, you look at the demographic of the people that are being told that the Messiah is coming. Every, every Jewish person at this time is waiting on the Messiah. Everyone has been taught about the Messiah. Everyone has heard about the Messiah. Everyone, and they're living under oppression in, in a, a Roman empire. You talk about joy, it's finally happened. Remember we talked about childlike wonder and faith, childlike faith? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you guys celebrate Christmas, but we, I love Christmas. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love to surprise my family with different things. I love, I love waking up and eating monkey bread. I love cooking breakfast together. I love smoking uh, turkeys <laughs> for Christmas. Sorry. I just bought a new smoker. Um, I love Christmas. I love everything about it. I love that both my kids are going to get to be there this year, my son-in-law. You know, I, I just love it. And there's a certain type of childlike joy that comes when, when I think about Christmas. But you've got to take that to a whole nother level and understand the shepherds are hearing hot off the press, the Messiah has been born. I believe with all my heart, I've told you this, I believe with all my heart that we're going to get to see everything that's written in this book, we're going to get to see in heaven. Like literally go into a, a theater, like an IMAX on steroids. Not even a theater. I think we may actually just, uh, I'm going to hang out with the shepherds. That's the kind of guy I am. I'm just going to go hang out right between them in the field. I can't grow a beard, but hey. Yeah, I, I just think joy. So if you're here today and maybe joy has eluded you. Maybe joy has, life circumstance has joy as it's on the back burner. You've really joyful. Matter of fact, there's some of us here today and this season just kind of ticks us off. Why is everybody else so happy? Well, you don't know what's going on in their life. They may have it just as bad as you have it. But there's a joy the world didn't give us that the world can't take it away. So, I mean, I don't know about you, I always need more joy in my life. All I want for Christmas, dot, 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 is joy. Joy. Think about that for a second. Think about waking up tomorrow morning happy. Any coffee drinkers? Oh, my wife is an addict. She is such an addict. And if there's no coffee, there's no joy. <laughs> Amen. I'm not kidding. I, the coffee machine broke about three weeks ago. and it, it, That's like toilet paper. You, I mean, if you're out, you go get it. So I'm at Publix at 7.01 because they open at 7 by a coffee maker. Saying you're addicted. And she did thank me. You did. But, but you know, as coffee, we love coffee. We love joy. I'm telling you, joy. of the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And no matter what's going on in your life right now, smile. Push through it. And let that sustaining 
power. Sometimes it's overflowing emotion, but other times it's a sustaining power in our life that pushes us through hard circumstances. Keep your joy. If you don't have it today, find it in the Lord. Right? Number two, hope. Hope. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the, say that word with me, hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God has, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hope. That's an interesting word, isn't it? Hope is the oxygen of the human soul. Hope. If you ever meet somebody that's lost hope, it's a sad situation. Going through the motions. Just doing the day. Hope. But where is our hope put? Look at at Isaiah. He, He says it this way. I think Isaiah says it this way. Jeremiah, I'm sorry. 29.11, 29.11, Kim's up there going, ah, Isaiah didn't say that. <laughs> Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So here's the idea. If, if I'm going to have joy in my life, it's going to produce hope. Hope is not dependent on my circumstances. Hope is not dependent on, like, what's going on in my life at the, the moment Hope is, the, the, the glory of God is my hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. And, and if, you, you know, if you don't believe the Bible, I'm not going to argue that with you, but I believe this book to be very perfectly true. And this book teaches us that our hope is in the Lord. Some people hope in this, my hope in your bank account. Some people hope in a relationship. Some, but you know what? The things of this world will let you down. Don't you know that? Right? I'm just going to preach to the staff because none of, none of y'all aren't listening. <laughs> Things of this world will let you down. Relationships will let you down. Uh, finances will let you down. Business ventures will let you down. And if we're not careful, through all the, the nicks and scrapes and scars that we get through living life, we lose hope. And we're afraid to hope again. We're afraid to hope again because I'm going to look like an idiot because I keep getting let down whenever I hope. Romans 5 says, says th- these words, I think it's verse 3. Romans 5, verse 3, yeah. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So if you're here today and you're going through a rough time, this is what the Bible says. See, the Bible says that, look, Even in our sufferings, we know that it's going to produce perseverance. Perseverance is going to produce character. Because you have to know this, and I'm sure you all know this because you're all much smarter than I am. But anytime you get around someone who's been through some things, there's a certain character about them. A godly person that's been around the tree a couple times, and some 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 younger people in here, um, and, and especially teenagers, you think your parents don't know anything? They know a few things. They don't know everything, but they know a few things because they've been around for a bit. And that's what perseverance does. It produces character. And character produces hope. 
And Jesus came to give hope to a whole society that had no hope at the time. The only hope that they had, had they'd been looking for the Messiah forever. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about the joy that we experience when we put our faith in Jesus, the joy that we experience, and the hope that comes with walking with the Lord. Hope. You, you, can, hope, you can hope in a lot of things, but when you hope in the Lord, your hope is put, it's put in a pretty good place. Hope. So you got joy, and you got hope. Where's hope? Hope's over here. Hope floats. Hope. Think about that for a second. All I want for Christmas, dot, 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 is maybe a little joy in my life, and I'd really like to hope again. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're in the overflow room right now, and you're watching me on screen, and you have completely lost hope. Can I say hope again? Maybe you're here today, and life has just rammed you from the side, just blindsided you out of nowhere. Can I tell you to hope again? Well, Jason, you don't understand. My dad ran out on us. My mom flipped out. You don't understand. My business partner, he, he totally just took all the money I had. And, and life right now is not looking good. And I've lost hope. God will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Your circumstances do not have to determine right now your hope. Hope. Isn't that awesome? Hope. Hope again. Hope again. This holiday season may bring up just bad memories for you because of family stuff that happened a long time ago or stuff. Hope. Do not, if you've lost hope in everybody else, you can hope in the Lord. All I want for Christmas, dot, 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 is hope. So you got joy and you got hope. So if I live a life of a joyfulness and I'm hoping in the Lord and I'm hoping, you know what? There was a time period in my life where I looked for everything that could go wrong to go wrong. You ever been there? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> and and I, I, I really got, and I'm a positive person. I'm like, I'm, I'm but I had gotten into a mode of, oh, woe is me. Like uh, Eeyore, Eeyore, what is he? Yeah, with a cloud over him, raining all the time, whining. And, and I, God showed me that one day and said, Jason, at least once today, would you look for something to go right? Just once. The rest of the day, you can be your sorry, pitiful self. But just once today, would you look for something to go right? And I remember that day specifically, and 855 things went wrong. One went right. And so you know what I did the next day? I looked for two things to go right. And that's the way I live my life now. I live my life waking up going, you know what, God? You're in control of my life, and even if bad stuff happens, which it does every day, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to hope in you. So if you take a life full of joy, a life full of hope, let's go to the third thing. It's what you get. Peace. Luke 2, 13 through 14, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's interesting scripture, isn't it? Because you may be here today and you're like, dude, his favor's not resting on me because I know how I'm living. 
Well, guess what? His favor is available because he sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to die for us. That, there's the favor. The favor is the forgiveness of sin. The favor is God's love shining down upon us through Jesus. Now, if I'm living my life in such a way that I know I shouldn't be living it, there's no joy. Because here's the deal. You can't be happy about other people if you're not happy about yourself. Did you hear that? If you're not, if you're not, if you're living your life counterculture to the way that you know that you should be living your life, I've never counseled with a man who's having an affair that had joy, happiness, hope, and our peace. Usually because by the time I get to them, they've been caught. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, and, and for those of us who call ourselves Christians and live by the Bible, when there are activities, habitual things in our life that we're doing and we know we shouldn't be doing them, it wears on us because we know it's not right. It totally, and so we wake up one day and we're not happy and we're not hoping in anything, therefore there's no peace. But you run into somebody who has a smile on their face constantly, which some of you should try, and again, I get to look at you every week and, and you need to practice smiling. Jeff's smiling at me right now. Smile. You know, the, the world thinks that the, the church is angry at them, and for good cause at times. Smile. But if you, if you, if you live a life full of joy and you have hope in God, there's going to be a peace that comes about your life that you, you can't explain. You can't explain. It transcends all understanding, but you, you walk in it. Are you at peace with yourself today? That's a great question, isn't it? You're talking about the all I want for Christmas dot 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 is peace in my life. And I can't be at I can't be at peace with myself until I'm at peace with God. I can't be at peace with God until I, the Bible says until I put my faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, yeah, no one comes to the Father except through through the Son. So the question is today. Are you at peace with God? Man, 8.30 service, this place was so full of people, and many of them said, you know what, I need Jesus in my life. I need, I need something to change. I need, like, I'm, what I'm doing is not working. And I, I really need Jesus Christ in my life. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're here, and listen, just because I'm up here and you're down there and the people around you might look around and say, oh, well, this, these people are perfect, and they got it all together. We are a beautiful mess. We're all a wreck. Just hear that. Like, we're, we're not pretending to be any better than anybody else. We're very real people going through very real problems. Some of us are sick. Some of us are, are separated. Some of us are broke. A lot of us are broke because Christmas is coming. No, but, yeah. Like, like just take a deep breath and know that... that there's no pretension here. We all have problems. But here's the thing that we figured out. Those problems go by a lot quicker, and they're a lot easier to handle when you have God in your life through putting your faith in Jesus Christ and a family around you of people who can encourage you. That's what we're about. That's why we're here. That's why it's snowing out here right now. If you hadn't seen the snow, you've got to go out there. It's coming, it's coming from the North Pole which is the roof. 
Hey, here, here's a question, though. That and are you at peace with God? See, salvation is a faith issue. It's where you, you, and only you can do this. Nobody can sprinkle you for it. Nobody can dunk you for it. You have to decide in your heart that you're going to put your faith in Jesus Christ as the one true Messiah. Those shepherds, can you imagine, are standing in the field. Wow! It's actually happening now. And you can say whatever you want to about religion, because we're not about religion. We're about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And all these thousands of years later, we're standing or sitting in this room talking about the story of Jesus, and Charlie Brown is still preaching on TV. It's, it's real. It, I mean, it's real. It's not a fairy tale. It's not some, it is real. I've, staked my, I've spent my life on it, and I will spend my life on it. It's real. And it's life-changing. Say, Jason, well, if I, if I turn my faith over to Jesus, is my life going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Are, are my bills going to go away? No. No. Will my spouse immediately get healed? Don't know. I believe God healed, but I believe people also have to walk things out, and they're better for it because I mean, perseverance produces character and character hope. There's people in this room right now who are, are walking through a sickness. And when they get through this sickness, and God does what he wants to do through his magical, uh, majestic hand and our medicine, they're going to get on the backside of that, look back at somebody that's going through that, and go, hey, there's hope. Does it mean everything's going to be, no, Jesus is not like, he, he's not, putting your faith in Jesus isn't a perfect pill. It's not like a pill that you can take and, what it is, it's an eternal peace with God, knowing that you don't have to go it alone while you're here, and knowing that when you get to heaven, those gates are going to swing wide open. So maybe that's you, man. Maybe, maybe you're here today, and you say, you know what, Jason, I, I need to do that today. I, I, I want to put my faith in you. I'm not asking you about joining a church. I'm not asking you about, I'm just asking you today, would you be brave enough? To take that measure of faith that God's given you, because we all have it, we all put it in something, and say, you know what, Lord, I'm putting my faith in you. I, I need a fresh start in my life. Would you bow your head all this close? If that's you, and you say, Jason, I'm, I'm here. At this very moment, I feel the Lord knocking on the door of my heart, just like all those people did in the first service. I feel that. I know, I know, I know that I need something to change in my life. I know that I need God. I, I, I'm not at peace with God. I am not at peace with God. And I'm, I need to be at peace with God. If that's you and you're ready to take that faith, that leap of faith and put your faith in Jesus Christ, nobody's moving, nobody's looking around, please. All heads are bowed. Would you just slip your hand up long enough for me to see it? I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? I need Jesus in my life. I don't want to miss anyone. I need a fresh start. I need God to do something new in my life. And right now, at this very moment, I'm realizing that I'm ready to put my faith in Jesus. Anyone else? In the overflow room, if you're in there, Pastor Steve's with you. Just slip your hand up. If you raised your hand right there where you're sitting, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. And thank you 
that during this Christmas season, during this Christmas season, I'm going to spend it for the first time with your love and your grace and your mercy in my life. And I'm putting my faith right now, I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. I believe with all of my heart that he is born of a virgin, he lived a sinless life, that he took my death and sin to the cross, that he placed him in a grave and he rose from that grave on the third day. And he's in heaven today and he's coming back for me one day. So God, thank you right now that I'm being made into a new creation. Thank you, God. Forgive me, Lord, as I know you already have because that's what Jesus paid the price for. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.